What's up, peeps? I'm back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. We had two big losses in the wrestling world this weekend. The first was Mexican wrestling legend and all-around legend La Parca has passed away from injuries he suffered two months ago at a wrestling event. La Parker for me was huge in WCW when he used to come out with his chair and the skeleton uh, suit and mask and do his little dance, but he could put on a hell of a performance in the ring. And also another WCW wrestler and Japanese legend, Kendo Nagas excuse me, Nagasaki passed away at 71 years old. So Godspeed to both of them. They both were really, really good. AEW. I told you a little bit ago that badass Billy Gunn and his son were going to team up for an AEW tag match. Well, it is now official that Austin Gunn is AEW. He inked a deal with the company. It'll be great to see what this kid has under his tank. Mick Foley was asked in his interview his thoughts about AEW. He talked about specific mistakes that he thinks AEW has made so far. Foley said, I thought they rushed the match with Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho. Maybe they're not showing the patience they need to. I would say that the Moxley and Kenny Omega match, their first match shouldn't have been a wild and anything goes match. But I think these are matches made out of wanting to give people the absolute best product they can. But I do feel like there needs to be somebody reining in their enthusiasm. And about Foley's criticism for the current AEW product. He said some of these guys have grown up yearning going after that this is awesome chant. But having had the experience of being in the angles that need to draw money. I think for the guys of my era there was definitely a very real sense that if the angle wasn't successful you didn't draw money at the houses. And there was no other means of income. I'm not down on the guys, but I think you're seeing some inexperience in shooting angles and performing for the camera. So guys are going out there, and it's a great trait that they want to have the best match they possibly can. But every guy wanting to have the best match at every venue doesn't necessarily lead to the, what's best for the promotion. And that's just my opinion. Online, fans were asking Kenny Omega questions. One asked him why he's taken a backseat in AEW. Omega said that, I lived out mostly all of my dreams during my last run, talking about New Japan. And he said, now I, my big part of my current dream is seeing a new generation thrive. And I like that. I agree that he, Cody, and the Bucks don't need all the gold and all the wins in a company. They can have them in time when they want to. They should be building about the they should be building the company and talents and not their egos. So I think that's good shit on all their parts. Also, Kenny Omega revealed two former WWE champions he wish he got to wrestle. Those two people are Kurt Angle and Mankind. He said that he also thinks Tessa Blanchard is great and he wants to wrestle her one day too. And finally, a fan mentioned to Omega that AJ Styles is retiring soon, and would he wrestle him? Omega replied, I am only one phone call away. 
And that's why I love AEW. They will work with pretty much any promotion to bring us fans what we want. On to WWE. Well, an indie legend made his way to WWE. Well, NXT. Alex Shelley, the guy from the Motor City Machine Guns, the tag team, he debuted for NXT live event this week. That guy kicks so much ass. I've always been a huge fan of Alex Shelley, and I'm so glad to see he's back in WWE and hopefully has a great run and cashes in this time. He and Ricochet, I'm telling you, would tear the roof off of any arena they fought in. He debuted as a tag team with New Japan star Kushida. They're going under the name The Time Splitters. Now, there are big talks of a big international WWE pay-per-view. It's supposed to be held on February the 20th, but no other details than that have been released. On Busted Open Radio, Bubba Ray Dudley was talking about CM Punk returning. Uh, it'd be the greatest, it'd be, he said it'd be the greatest to see Punk return for the Rumble. Now, if you listen to Busted Open Radio, you know that Bubba has an amazing ideas for storylines. Like, somebody should hire him to be a writer. WWE actually steals some of the things he says and uses them. Like, before they even started doing what they're doing with The Fiend, Bubba said that The Fiend should be this guy you never see. He doesn't really wrestle in matches. He's just attacking everybody backstage, and they fear him. And you keep building it and building it, and then he can have the matches, what have you. WWE heard that, and that's exactly what they did. So Bubba Ray Dudley was talking about CM Punk returning at the Rumble. He pretty much said it would be amazing. It's the end of the match. Brock Lesnar eliminated all 20. I mean, he beat everybody. He didn't eliminate them all, but he's the last man standing. He ran the gamut. He, all 29 guys are out. Who the hell's going to be number 30? And boom, CM Punk's music hits. He says the place goes absolute batshit. He said, then you see Paul Heyman's face. Two of his biggest guys he ever represented represented in wrestling will be standing face to face. It's going to be amazing. He said he's going to look like Kevin from Home Alone with that look of horror. Like, what the frick am I supposed to do now? I never saw this coming. I'm Paul Heyman. I'm the master manipulator. I'm the master chess player. I can outwork anybody in the ring and backstage. Now I'm face to face with this situation and I never even saw it coming. And then he says that Punk eliminates Brock Lesnar and then challenges Brock for the championship at WrestleMania. Now that would be fucking amazing and that should be how it goes, like for real. All right, peace. We got to pay the bills real quick. Remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. We'll be right back with a great show. All right, peeps. Thanks for coming back and joining us here at the AEW Insider. Back to your WWE news. WWE is finally bringing back their ice cream bars, which is fucking amazing. What sucks is, is that the ice cream bar will not have a stick and it does not have chocolate. Like what in the fuck good humor? So it's pretty much a mini ice cream sandwich with WWE superstars printed on them. Eh. Now we know that Edge has re-signed and he is making his comeback very soon. Paige also has been teasing on social media that she'll be back. Triple H was asked about them returning, and this is what the game had to say. 
who wouldn't want them to return? I mean, I'm a fan like everybody else. I would love to see them step into the ring and compete. More importantly than that, though, I want to see them live long and healthy lives. And finally, for WWE, NXT is having their takeover pay-per-view today. It is called Blackpool 2. It's actually going on right now while I'm doing my shows. The only thing I've seen so far is that Kaylee Ray defeated Piper and Storm. And definitely check it out for the rest of the results. Ring of Honor. Well, in some major Ring of Honor news, there is a rumor that Ring of Honor has offered the villain Marty Skull a contract to stay. And they actually are offering him WWE main roster salary, which makes sense to me. He's one of the hottest free agents. His boys in AEW want him back with the elite so bad it's not even funny. Uh, They want him in NWA also. But obviously Ring of Honor wants him to really stay and keep kicking ass in their promotion. If you asked me a while ago, I would say there's no way he's going to stay in Ring of Honor. But who the hell knows now? I don't know. I can't wait to see where the villain goes though. And speaking of Ring of Honor resigning people, they did just resign Bandito to a new contract. PCO has revealed that he and Brody King were supposed to be in the New Japan Tag Team Tournament last year, but they couldn't make it because Brody King was injured. That would have been fucking kick-ass. Ring of Honor is having their pay-per-view, Honor Reign Supreme, tonight, but honestly, I think the card is shit, so I won't give, go over it or give my predictions, and that means a lot. That right there tells you how much they need Marty Skull. He's in the main event with his boys, and I'm, I couldn't give two fucks, so they better keep the stars they have and sign a lot more good ones, man. NWA. In some big NWA news... Big Papa Pump, holla if you hear me, Scott Steiner, made his debut on NWA Power this week. He is with Nick Aldis's heel faction. Also, Nick Aldis did turn up on Ring of Honor this week. Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling is having their pay-per-view hard to kill. So we'll go over the cards and my predictions because I like this card, unlike Ring of Honor's. We do have Michael Elgin versus Eddie Edwards. For the win- the winner gets the get your get- the winner gets the call your shot trophy. I'm going with Michael Elgin. I would go with Eddie Edwards, and I want to see him win because I think he's awesome. But ever since Elgin signed with Impact after he left New Japan, they've been pushing him like a motherfucker. So you know this is going to be a way for him to get a title shot and maybe be the champion in a couple months. We also have Rob Van Dam versus Brian Cage. Everybody's going for Brian Cage. I'm going for RBD, baby. We do have Moose versus Rhino. Once again, everybody's going for Moose. I'm going with Rhino. We have Madman Fulton versus Ken Shamrock. Madman Fulton's tall as fuck. He's a beast. We all know that. But how can you go against Shamrock? I'm going with Shamrock. We also have for the Knockouts Championship, Taya Valkyrie versus Jordan Grace versus ODB. 
Now, to me, this would depend on when is Taya's contract up? We know her husband, John Morrison, signed with WWE. He's actually on WWE TV again. It's only a matter of time for his wife goes and signs with them, too. So if her contract is up very soon or close to it, I see her losing. And anyway, Jordan Grace should have had that belt a long time ago, even though I love Taya. So I'm going with Jordan Grace. We also have the Impact Tag Team Championship up for grabs. The defending champs, the North, are going against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. I'm going for Rich Swan and Willie Mack. We have the X Division Championship up for grabs. The champion Ace Austin versus the Rascals Trey. I'm going with Ace Austin. I got to see Ace Austin live that Impact United We Stand this April at WrestleMania week. That kid's a fucking huge talent. And finally, we have the Impact World Championship up for grabs. It's the defending champion, the draw, Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. I'm going with Callahan, baby. You already know. And now that Tessa had all that racist shit brought up about her and the woman that said the woman came forward and said it's true, there's no way she's getting a push. And plus, it's way too soon for the draw to lose the belt he worked so fucking hard for. Now, some random wrestling news and we'll wrap up the show. Recently released WWE superstar Luke Harper was spotted at a hockey game with AEW star Sammy Guevara. AEW needs a few more big men and it will be kick ass if Harper signs with them. Now back to Tessa Blanchard. I apologize. I I did the YouTube show first. So I'm thinking I told you guys about this and I didn't. You're probably like, what the fuck? But some crazy claims have came out about Tessa Blanchard. Uh, what you call it? They're saying Tessa Blanchard made a tweet and it was about supporting women or some shit like that. The wrestler Allison K tweeted back. Do you remember when you spat in that black woman's face and called her the N word in Japan? Was that you supporting women, Tessa? And then Chelsea Green, soon to be Mrs. Zack Ryder, NXT star, a.k.a. Hot Mess Chelsea Green. She tweeted a gift that said, I remember that. And then she also said, you've consistently put down, bullied, and belittled countless females' co-workers, including myself. Is that support, Tessa? And then hours later, in a major update, it has come to light that the black wrestler, her name is La Black Rose. And she joined in and said that Tessa did spit in her face and she did call her a nigger. Which is insane, peeps. And please don't be offended by that word. It's not okay that I'm black myself. I can use that word. But don't be offended. Go on my YouTube show. I'm black and white. Just saying. I'm not just throwing that word around. But I wanted to say it for effect. Because that's really, really fucked up. And I'm a huge fan of Tessa. Uh, NBC has ordered 11 episodes of a show called Young Rock. It chronicles the rise and early career of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It will be a single camera comedy series. I'll just leave that right there. And finally, the PWI Insider, Pro Wrestling Insider, named their wrestler of the year. And it is none other than Adam Cole, baby. That's right. Adam Cole, baby, has been named by PWI. Well, us, us fans, we're the ones who picked it as wrestler of the year. He won with 42%. And in second place was La Champion, Jericho, with 36%. And uh, La Champion has been vocal online. He's not happy at all.
All right, peace. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the AEW Insider Podcast Edition. I will be back in a couple of days or at the end of next week with another great show for you guys. Uh, what you call it? Thank you so much, as always, for the support and all that. Year one's done, lock loaded in the bag. We got year two to go. So let's tackle it. Let's make the channel expand and show our brother some love. Remember, on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, it's the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, it's the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. Ciao, peeps.